Power speed. Sound production, take one. Roll sound, roll speed. Sound production, take two. And action. Hey! Hey! And we're back. Another episode of the life of Pi. We, yes, we are continuing our journey through Yellowstone. Season five, and tonight we're talking about episode number three. Your host, Peon, what up? And as always, joining me for this Yellowstone journey is my guest co-host, Mr. Who's Your Daddy Cheeks. Who's your daddy? So, season three, I mean, episode three, yeah, we're on it tonight. Um, starts off, I mean, it's it's an intense one. The last 15, the last 10, 10 minutes or so are pretty... The last probably five, ten minutes are make the entire episode in my opinion at least yeah but we'll start from the beginning so we have like a throwback scene it was like uh john rip um i'm assuming lloyd and then i forget john's oldest son i always forget his name is it lee lee yeah sure yeah so there's like four of them riding horseback and all of a sudden they're they're finding out they're just they're basically on horseback and they come across like dead cattle and we see there's like mutilated like rip finds like a mutilated baby cow and a big cow and so we find out that wolves are basically on the property they're not mm -hmm. supposed to be yep and so by the way i get i forget, keep for, keep forgetting to write down the actor's name who plays young john dutton but he's been in a bunch of stuff and he's an awesome actor yes i forget i forget what his name is but he's been in a bunch of stuff so we're gonna google this real quick but so we have we fi we figured out that there's like a wolf attack in the cattle. Not supposed because they were just released. And then like our next scene that we see is Josh Lucas. That's his name. So he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yes. So yeah, Josh Lucas. Shout out to him. He's awesome. Um, so with the city council meeting, it's kind of like yeah, it's like a town hall meeting. Yeah, it's basically sense. yeah. We so we have a town hall meeting. You mm -hmm. can kind of run the good folks through that. So the. Town's kind of, you know, I don't want to call split because it didn't feel very split. But it was, you know, they're all upset that, you know, the the wolves were introduced and they're taken from the park or put to the park. And, you know, the people in the area aren't very happy about that. And obviously John comes in while this entire meeting's well mm -hmm. underway and kind of strolls around the entire side of the entire entire town hall there. And you start to notice that he can tell that the people in the crowd aren't very happy. And, you know, as obviously he's the livestock commissioner at that point, and you see that he's just sits down and the guy next to him's like, this can't actually happen. He's like, well, believe it or not, it's actually happening. You know, the wolves are attacking the cattle, attacking the livestock, attacking the animals. And, you know, could you imagine losing... Not just one or two, but you know, multiple. Because livestock. like, like, how much do like do one of those like usually like amount to like dollars wise? It's probably each one's probably a good amount of money. Well, look at it this way, right? If you want to get a, a, a steer today, baseline steer, right? And yeah. you're probably looking minimum of eight thousand dollars per per yes, and that's a, at calf. That's not full grown. Yeah. Like show steers. You know, I, I've seen show steers go, you know, upwards of half a million dollars, which is outrageous for yeah. any sort 
of of livestock. I don't know how you make your money. You got to win state and national shows, and yeah, I mean, some of these guys are losing. But they're losing multiple ones. That's hundreds of thousands, hundreds of, of thousands, hundreds but of thousands. Potential, yeah. potential money. Now, Grant, they're raising them for 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 slaughter, right? They're raising yeah. them for for the meat, not for show. You still but, make money off of that, though. Yeah, you still need to make. You can make a lot of money off of it. You know, if you buy, you know, let's even say, you know, you, you spend a thousand dollars on a on a steer on a, on a calf. Mm-hmm. If you sell it, you can make tenfold that. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, people aren't very happy. You know, if what if I what if all of a sudden you lost thirty thousand dollars? Would you be happy? <laughs> oh, I'd be so thrilled. <laughs> yeah, I think we'd all be pissed. So you see, you know, that the wolves are actually a much bigger problem than than the city council really wants to believe. But John kind of lets in, like, hey, this is actually a big problem. We need to do something about it. Yeah, and then they kind of go to like the guys, the city council, basically the cha- the chance chambers. And the guy's like, listen here, John. And <laughs> John Dutton has this great line. He goes, you don't nail me well enough to call me, John. He goes, you call me Commissioner Dutton. And if the livestock commission isn't on my front door with a checkbook the next 48 hours, you're going to get to know me really well. <laughs> yep. it's, it's just it's just that, that, that those, like, like those two and a half, three sentences are just such a great way. Just like, you know that's how he is, even now. And it's good to see he's, he's been basically like, I'm not going to take your shit at all. He's been like that his entire life, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yep. And so the next thing we see is basically like Bet's up early in the morning and she's getting ready to head to Salt Lake City and Rip's like, you know, you're up early, like what's going on? And she's like, loose ends. So we don't, we don't really know what it is per se until like later in the episode. And that's what kind of gets the ball rolling with uh, probably multiple other storylines that are going to come about later in the series because mm-hmm. i feel like with the way this episode shook out like three or four new problems have been caused which is going to lead to an explosive episode here in the next i would say probably four or five shit's going to start hitting the fan oh i think it's going to be sooner than that the really next episode's do. four so yeah, so in four or five episodes would be yeah. episode eight. Or no, no, I'm saying in like, oh, did I oh. say four or five episodes? Or, yeah. Oh, I meant in episode four or five is what I meant. So, and then we find out it's Lloyd's B-Day. Everybody's busting his balls mm-hmm. and he looks 85. Uh, they, they ask if he has a kid. Are you 70? Do I look 70? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and of course, the barrel racer is back, so we know that's it's never a good thing. Mm-hmm. The freaking barrel racers. No, what I did like though is that you know, Laramie was very you know, obviously there was a relationship between Laramie and Lloyd, mm-hmm. and I don't really even want to call it a relationship because nothing really ever happened. It was just a fun time. But you know, Laramie caused Walker and Lloyd to get at it, mm-hmm. right? Big and time. now Laramie, you know, is was very sincere, and, and I think Lloyd's kind of moved beyond that. And I do like this line. It's like, you know, my, obviously we see Laramie for the first time in the shower with, with Walker mm-hmm. when Laramie says happy birthday and hope it's a great day. And, you know, Lloyd, I love Lloyd's line. It's like, if my day ends the way yours began, it'll be all right. Yeah. And then we, we flip, we flip over and like Rip comes in, he tells him happy birthday and we flip over and then, Carter, he's like he's becoming and he's becoming more 
trusted as a like a hand. Basically. Yeah, he's no longer uh, just the stall cleaner. He's starting to become a ranch hand, and obviously Rip wants to develop him into a ranch hand. And I love what he said about you know orphans. You know they're not real. They're never like cast off. There's a place for orphans on the ranch. Yeah, because he, he's feeding like he's feeding the baby calf, and he's like, he's a, he like, you know, are we gonna get rid of this one? He goes, no, it's an orphan, and then, like you said, mm-hmm. whole orphan thing, which is a good. Rip has Rip has a lot of good one one liars in this episode. Yeah, well, she always does. Mm-hmm. Then of course, as they're saddling up for the day, we talked about this last last episode or last week, whatever, whichever you want to call it. Um, the fish and wildlife sheriff show up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, of course, you know they're going to shove. You can't just, like, oh, hey, you killed an endangered species. Mm-hmm. And they find the collar and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And so, basically, they tell Ripper, like, we're here, like, some wolves, we're on your ranch. And Ripper's like, oh, it sounds like poachers. And he's like, well, the collars were tied to a log, we found it in the water. We're still trying to find the bodies. And as we know, Rip and his boys hid the bodies, put the tags on the logs, mm-hmm. and tossed them in the river. On or were they on the, in the actual Yellowstone National Park? I take it when they did that. You know, I think they went to the park and tossed them, or they went to the river, way down river, to try to you know get as far away from the original quote unquote crime scene. Yeah, I haven't really figured that one out, but I have a feeling that the entire range is north of Yellowstone Park, or northeast or east, but it can't be south because then you're into Wyoming. Yeah, because like they would have had to gone like, quite a distance. You're not going to do it close by, obviously. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to go probably yeah. 10, 15 miles, I would say. Mm-hmm. Which on a horse would be rough. Easy. Not for me. I'm not, I'm not a country boy. <laughs> I'm just a simple ten city boy. <laughs> and, then we, and then we go over and we see Casey's at his house with his wife Monica and Mo and Rainwater there, and they're talking about you know the, the Indian funeral and like there's like the horse metaphor, and basically Monica, as you can tell, obviously is not coping well with the loss of her child as any mother or you know and father would be you know expected mm-hmm. you know something like that terrible happens. Um, again, even going back to last last episode, like that happens. It's just like. Tyler Sheridan was just like, it was a Tyler Taylor. I always forget. Taylor Sheridan. T- Taylor Sheridan, sorry. Um, he just like, he was like, hey, oh, you think everyone's going to be happy and fun? Boom, baby's mm-hmm. dead. It's just like, oh, you can't do that. But he did. Yeah. You know, I think it, it, for seeing what he's done with this entire series, Taylor Sheridan is a complete mastermind. He knows every, he's already 10 steps ahead. Mm hmm. He already has an idea what he's going to do. He knows what the finale is going to be. He just has this vision in his head, and he works, and he doesn't hold back with absolutely anything. Nothing is, you know, everything is fair game. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm shocked we haven't killed off a main character by this point. We kind of did in the very first episode, which was, and that's another thing, like the very first episode of the show, you, I mean, obviously, you're watching this. You know what happens. Like, Lee gets killed off in the very first episode. I'm talking about this season. I know. I'm just talking like overall. Like, like you instantly you have that that first like that gun punch in that first episode, which a lot of shows don't do. Like, you just you don't do that. And then of course, and it's just like, I appreciate that as a show watcher because like that is life. 
shitty things happen all the time for no reason at all. It's just, it's part of life. It's terrible. And like, I appreciate he's trying to show that, you know, even families as rich and well off as the Duns have, have everyday, have everyday yeah, like you, yeah, that's the perfect way to put it. And I, like I said, me as a show watcher, I appreciate that because that's life. Not everything's rainbows and sunshine 24-7, no matter how much, how much or how little money you have. Everybody has shit problems. So I love that he's like not holding back and he's like, I'm going to throw some shit at you and see how you can handle it, basically. And I appreciate that mm -hmm. as a show watcher. That's what drew me in. It's like, like you said, nothing's off limits. So that's what kind of drew me in instantly. He's like, he's kind of throwing shit on everybody. Yeah. On every character has something. Mm -hmm. And I think he does a really good job at, at getting the backstory in. You know, obviously you're going to get a deep backstory for John, Beth, Jamie, Casey, you know, the main Dutton family. Mm -hmm. But then you also get a backstory for Rip. You get a backstory for the ranch hands. You get a backstory for literally every single person. You've Not got to a big degree sometimes, but you understand. And it kind of just makes you say, oh, I understand them a little bit better. And you almost fall in love with them, you know. Because I remember I was like, oh, you know, who, who cares? You know, <coughs> you have Ryan, right? Okay, whatever. Ryan's just a ranch hand. Jake, he's just, but like then all of a sudden you're like, you learn a little bit something about him. You're like, I actually like them a little bit more. It gives you just a little bit, mm -hmm. and then you, and then you're away. It comes back. You get a little bit from somebody else. Then he takes it away, mm -hmm. and it's just like, and I love that. It's like you don't want to give away too much because then you're like it loses the intensity, the the dramaticness yeah. of the and like show. Teeter. I wasn't like a huge fan of Teeter oh, when I they was. when they sh when she showed up because I'm like, okay, are Teeter. they going to do the the stereotypical woke thing of Oh, we have to have a female as a ranch hand. And then I'm like, this is Taylor Sheridan who we're talking about. Like, there's no woke with Taylor Sheridan. And she's a badass bitch. Dude, she she's, my is, she's a bad bitch. And I mean that, I mean that the nicest way possible. Perfect. Because she, she's one of the guys, she don't take no shit. And she can dish it out, too. When she got trampled um, in the river yeah. and everything. And I love her line. The, the thing that made me actually really like her is when she was talking to, uh, uh, was it Colby? Yeah. In the river, right, and finds her, and you know, they're literally all naked because they're skinny dipping or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, uh, you should have fucked me while I had, still had a face. It's all right, baby. We'll work on your time. time and I'm like, oh my god, what a great line. In the last season, I was... Whew, yeah. And so... What were we talking about? Monica, yeah. So basically, Monica. Monica's not dealing well, and um, and what is it? Rainwater and Mo are there. I love, I love Mo. I think Mo's character is awesome too. Mm -hmm. I really, I really like his character. Mo's genuine. Yeah. And so basically, they're trying to like help Casey and Monica plan like the Indian funeral, like the tribal stuff, like the proper procedures and everything. And it almost seems like Monica doesn't want to do that. She just wants like a basic service funerals to kind of have it done with is almost what it seems like you know she wants what? I, 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 I or maybe I write it wrong I, don't mean, that's, 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 I that's disagree just, with you on that but I hope they kill Monica off this season I do I can't wow. stand Monica I, I you know she plays this victim of everything's wrong and the world hates me. like it's nothing you literally married into one of the most powerful families you have a cushy cozy life like everything you want is available to you, and I'm the victim, and this happened to us, our people, hundreds. Of, like, stop, just stop. I do feel sorry that you know she lost her unborn. Well, 
technically born baby, you know, premature baby. But like that entire situation sucks. But just, I just I wish you would just stop bitching. I, I do think I'm with you. I don't. I think somebody doesn't make it through this season. Mm-hmm. I hope it's her. And then she kind sorry. Of, and then she <laughs> and then she goes inside. Kind of has like a breakdown. Like cuts off. Oh, her long yeah. Alien you know hair. she's having a mental breakdown. Any any female that has a mental breakdown will cut their hair, do something to their hair, they'll dye their hair, they'll cut their hair, they'll redo their like. It's something <laughs> about mental. It's women and their hair. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, guys have their things, too. We just drink. <laughs> well, you know, at least we wake up again feeling the same. <laughs> like, nothing changes. We just drink. Yeah. Well, we feel like shit in the morning, usually. <laughs> Maybe. But then, you know, the next day, like, you're back to your normal self. Yeah. These women, man. Okay. Okay. I'm a woman <laughs> hot and so let's just move the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> And so we uh, we flip over. Jamie's walking into his job, and of course, uh, what do people? Call, what, what's the, what's the name? Markwood Equities. Markwood Equities is, is there with Sarah. I call her the Battle X. I've deemed her the Battle X. Okay, so I, I like it. So, I, so if you hear me say Battle X, we're talking about Sarah. She's their killer. She's their Beth. Yeah, she is, is their it, Beth. She's their Beth. She's there to manipulate, find holes, attack, slice, kill, make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so basically, she's there with the other guy, and if we find out that basically they're just munip- ma- manipulating, there's the words. Manipulating? M- manipulating? Yes. There we go. We got it. Third try. Jamie. And basically, you know that he's the weak link in the family, so they're going to go after him. And basically, the one guy plays the angry person, the other one plays they the They play good cop, bad guy. Bingo. And like, and I have her dress. Oof. Her dress. And so you can shout talk. out, shout yeah, out to said, the to the costume. There's designers. so many badass chicks in this show. It's, it's so good to see like these powerful chicks who can handle like these rough and tough cowboys. They're like, I don't want to give a shit about that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna break you, and then I'm gonna leave. Basically, I'm gonna break your soul. I'm gonna be man enough to stare at least own up to it. Yeah, <laughs> like that was a great oh. line. And then of course we then we sit over when we flip over and uh, uh, Moe's driving rainwater to the casino, and all of a sudden there's. All these Indians protesting mm-hmm. outside, so there's nobody inside, mm-hmm. and we find out they're mad about like the jobs because like they're I can't remember is the casino on the reservation or off the reservation. It's on. So they're protesting about like the money he's making. Rainwater's promised this and promised that, yeah. but it's never delivered. And you can tell that Rainwater can sense there's some we have an issue. And of course, we get inside, and who's waiting for him inside? The devil. And you can kind of break that down for the people. No, I, I can't. Speak. You know what? No, just, rather, no, no, just what? No, what happens? I, dude, I don't even remember. I, I hate her so much. I'd rather the devil be killed off than Monica. Oh, he's backtracking. Uh, I want them both dead, actually. Just kill them both off, and it'll save the whole show. So basically, the Indian lady, he calls her the devil. We'll stick with that. Um,. She basically tells Rainwater, basically like you're out, like I'm, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna run you out of town, basically, because you're promising promises and you're not keeping them. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we know that's gonna cause issues in the tribal community. We'll call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it is. Yeah, on on the Reds. You don't have to call it that because that's what it is. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be, you know. <laughs> and of course, we we flip over. 
Rip is leading the marshals. Well, he's told he needs to lead the uh, the game wardens. The game wardens out of the trail. You kind of break that down for her, buddy. Yeah. So obviously they they come to the ranch and they pretty much force Rip to go out on this ride with them to track these these wolf GPS collars. And they get to this field where the wolves were shot, and the entire field's been plowed and. It's very rare to have a random field miles and miles away from your own ranch be plowed. <laughs> and he's like, why is this plowed? I was like, oh, we're going to be growing, you know, what, barley or something like that? Yeah, they're growing, he said they're growing something. He's made up something. And, um, which I honestly makes sense because it's probably about winter time at this point for all the winter barley. And, um, but, you know, the gay and wildlife people are just like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And they're like, it's right here. It ha- They stopped right here. And he's like, well, I don't think so. He goes, well, I can, I can tell you. He goes, oh, okay, trust the computer or whatever, you know, whatever. And I say, it's going off this way. And Rip's like, well, this is where I leave you. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, he goes, this, that mountain right there has killed plenty of cowboys before. And you guys ain't cowboys. So... Yeah. That kind of spooks the the game warrants to say, "Oh, we're not capable of riding," and, you know, as well as you know someone else. And so they decide, "Okay, let's we'll just take the chopper and fly around and see what we can see from the air instead of down on the ground." And it's a good thing. That's basically what Rip wants them to do too. Rip wants them in the air, absolutely. Because if you stay on the ground, you get finally get to this little scene. And honestly, the first time I watched it, I. Couldn't see what it was, so I had to go back and rewatch it again. It's a hoof print. And that's so significant because if the path of these wolves is littered with horse prints, you know something's up. Mm -hmm. You know something's fishy. Something happened. So it's a good thing that Rip led them away. I'm actually really curious to see what happens in the end with this. But I'm, I'm thinking that... (laughs) <laughs> this killing is going to get blamed on people of market equities. Ooh, that could be a nice little twist. I think that's what's going to happen. So we find out, and then after this scene, we finally find out what, what Beth's up to. Basically, she's in Utah City, Salt Lake City, sorry. Salt Lake City, Utah, to basically make a deal. Mm-hmm. This is to sell her shares of uh, Schwartz and Myers. So basically, she's selling her shares, but she's keeping the land. And so basically, by doing this, she's fucking over market equities. Because she's going to sell to market equities' biggest competitor. And so, and which means they can't come back and sue for the land rights and all that. Basically, like, federal court. So basically, she's going to make a crap load of Still make a crap load of money. Make them a crap load of money. And screw over her, her and, their, and their biggest clients, like are going to make a lot of money, screw over market equities. Basically, she's just trying to put the nail in the coffin of market equities. Mm-hmm. Is basically what she's doing. Yep. And so we see that, like, Caroline, she gets sent back to New York City. Mm-hmm. And basically tells, tells uh, the battle axe has no rule, Sarah, that the, the gloves are off. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting next episode to see what kind of moves that Sarah uses to try and get under Jamie's skin to get him to trip up. Oh, they're definitely going to dinner. They're yeah. going out. Yeah, so they're going to dinner. And 
I I just have a feeling Jamie's gonna do something to fuck his family over, and mm-hmm. that's good. I, I my vote is still Jamie doesn't make through the season. That's my vote. Mm-hmm. I think his I think his own father has to take him out because he screws over the family so bad. Takes him out. Like, or, like, like takes him to the train station. Train station. Okay. That that's that's my theory. I just I think Jamie's gonna fuck over his family, and then either I'm th- I'm saying either John or Beth train station some. My money's on John, but it wouldn't surprise me with Beth because she's a crazy person. <laughs> it could happen because she does own him with the video camera. Imagine imagine if Beth shot him at the train station. And then all of a sudden, Jane is gone. But then that creates, you have a missing Dutton, which creates an even bigger problem for season six. Just saying. You call me if you guys need ideas. That <laughs> yeah, Taylor. Taylor Sheridan, if you're watching. Uh, I, I'm just we want to be in the show. I'm just saying. We'll do anything. We'll be in a bar fight. Yeah. I'm small. You can throw me around. <laughs> I'll throw him. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> what else we got? Oh. Beth decides she gets excited, so she takes all the cowboys, all the bunkhouses, going to the bar, which is a terrible idea, as we've seen from the past four seasons. And what they say, going to Bozeman, we're going to go to a cowboy bar, and there are no cowboy bars, and you can't put real cowboys in a bar full of fake cowboys. And tourists. I love what Rip's like, Beth, we're not going. I said, no, no, we're not going, no. So anyways... There they are at the bar. <laughs> They're drinking. Everybody's dancing, having a good time, and and we do see we see uh, Lane oh, Wilson. Oh yes, I forgot to bring that up. So I would like you to reveal your theory now that Laney Wilson has seen Travis again for the second time. <clears throat> so if you like, if you Ryan, Ryan, I'm called Travis. I don't know why. Travis is Taylor Sheridan. That's why. <clears throat> would you like to would you like to reveal your theory or you want to hold on so to? no I, i'm on my theory so you know laney wilson and hardy did the song wait in the truck right so i have a feeling that laney wilson i think her name's abby mm-hmm. is um you know she probably has this 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 dark past where she was abused or something along those lines so I have a feeling that the whole wait in the truck song is going to come to real, you know, come to life or whatever. And Ryan is going to go half to, you know, Laney Wilson's or Abby, whatever, is going to show up one day, bruised, battered, bloody, the whole nine yards. And Ryan is going to go, you know, in her defense, go take out this dude. And sacrifice, you know, his future for her. But can you imagine it's a all, theory. Could you imagine if all of our theories come true? Beth kills Jamie. Ryan kills this random a hole. Monica and the devil die. <laughs> I mean, Great. dude, it, it would be a hell of an explosive finale. That all happened. Mm-hmm. But I still think the last scene should be Beth cocking the gun with Jamie, and the shot should be Jamie. Look at me, here's the gun cock, and his eyes get real thick, and it fades to black, and you hear the trigger go boom. And you just hear the body drop, but you don't know who it is. You just know, it's just insinuated. And then you have the music pans out. I'm telling you, you guys need ideas. The end season five? Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. 
who are at the train station. Mm-hmm. Guns cocked. You see Jamie. Then it then it zooms back. It does the fade out where Jamie's face is kind of not focused, and it's just Beth going, "You cocksucker," or something like that. And then you, you and you hear the you hear the gun cock. And then all of a sudden, you hear like you could even do it where like Rip rolls up because he finds out about it. you. Hear the tires come rolling up the street. He's yelling Beth, and you hear the gun go off. Did she shoot him? Did she not shoot him? You don't know, and you have to wait till season six. You, there's like three or four different ways you could do that. I am okay. excited for the cliffhanger because season four did not end with a cliffhanger. Season three ended with a cliffhanger. Oh my god, that was so insane. This season has to end on a cliffhanger. Has to. Oh, has to. I'll so, be upset if it doesn't. So, we're at the bar. Uh, Rip's having a good time. Beth's having a good time. And Beth and Teeter are out on the dance floor dancing, dancing with each other. And all of a sudden, this random woman shows up and starts talking to Rip, putting her hands all on him. Rip knows that's not a good idea. <laughs> and... You know, a woman's like, hell, aren't you a tall drink of water? I'm married. Mm-hmm. So am I. Where's your husband? Sacramento, where's your wife? Right there. <laughs> the one staring at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll go handle this. No, no, please don't. Bad idea. Bad idea. And then Rip says instantly, Lloyd. Lloyd! Time. Lloyd! We're done. We're done. Not even midnight. And then, of course, the best does. You know what Beth's going to do, and... Smashes a bottle right over that woman's head, and it is on. Second best bar fight they've ever had. Best bar fight they ever had was when uh, when Yellowstone was at the bar, and the Yellowstone boys got their asses whooped, came back, Rip found out they all got their asses beat, put them back in the truck, and they backed the stock trailer up to the door, opened the door, let the bull into the bar... It caused mayhem. Then they beat the shit out of every single person that came out of the bar. Yeah, that was the best. That was the well, cause best. Well, because then the guys go down there because Jamie got jumped. Not Jamie, but... um, They all got jumped. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, my God. The guy just left last season. He went to Texas. I hit the, I'm blanking on his Jimmy. name. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, because Jimmy got in the fight when he was on the date. Yeah, Jimmy's like, oh, hey, no, no, we're just talking. Oh, I didn't ask. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the fight. That's the best bar fight they yeah. had. What's a Yellowstone season without a bar fight, though? Yeah. So basically, you know, they're all outside. They're trying to get arrested. And there's a new sheriff in town. He's trying to be a hard ass. Oh, but before that new sheriff shows up. What's the girl? What's the girl in the dress name? Oh, that's Nick. That's Stoll. What yeah. up, Stoll? What up, bro? Uh, uh, it's, her name is Sarah. You can look her up. Look Sarah. Look up Sarah Yellowstone season five. Mm-hmm. Hey. So basically, the sheriff's got a hard on for these guys, and basically tell them like, "You can arrest everyone. You can arrest the whole damn bar." And basically, the girl presses charges on Beth. So the, the episode ends with Beth in the back of a cop car flicking off this chick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but before the uh, the sheriff came. Beth, they're all standing outside. Beth, well, she was smoking a cigarette or whatever, came over and sucker punched her again. And I loved that part. It was like, you don't you don't fuck with the Duttons. You don't fuck with my husband. Yeah. So that was a little cliffhanger for that, but it's gonna be interesting to see where kind of where it goes from here. 
So, but yeah, that's pretty much that's the episode right there, man. Yep. So I think they're just gonna get. It's just gonna ramp up from here on out. Yeah. Every single episode, and think about it, every other season starts off the first three to four episodes build the build the season, and then it just takes off. I think mm-hmm. we're already there. It's just gonna take off like a rocket. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to kind of because we got what we have. We had seven more left. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep, seven. Five seasons. Hell yeah, it's a great show, Nick. You need to watch it. You need to watch it, Nick. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. So, all right. You got anything else you want to tell the people? Or are we good? I think we're good. And try to do this again next week. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have time. You always have time. Find the time, son. Dude. You got a free show. You got a four day weekend coming up. You got time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick. We're signing off, my butt, my guy. Later, bro. And as always, I hope you've enjoyed your slice of pie.